Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. What's that's the way it is. Pro Football Rewind! News Update. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Kirk. This is your All the day games have been completed. The big news today, Drew Brees, some of a sprained thumb, possibly a wrist injury, and didn't play much of the game versus the Rams today. Rams won the game 27-9. There was no word yet in how long Drew Brees may be out of the lineup for. Uh, in this game, Goff had 283 yards and a touchdown. Gurley, 63 yards rushing and a touchdown there. Gurley played 63% of the snaps as well here, his lowest total in his career. Cup, 5 for 120. Cooks, 374 and 1. Woods, only 2 for 33. Kamara only had 45 yards rushing and only one reception for 15 yards in this game. Mike Thomas, 10 for 89. Jared Cook had two catches for 25 yards, including several drops. Not a good day for Cook at all. Other games from this afternoon. Bears defeat the Broncos 16-14. Wild game here. Uh, Broncos had a late touchdown to make it 13-12. They went for a two-point conversion. Uh, There was a delay of game penalty, moved them back, and then there was offsides on the uh, the Bears that moved them back up to the two-yard line, and they get the two-point conversion. That should be the game win with 30 seconds left, but no! Bears drive down the field and get a game-winning field goal from Pinheiro to beat the Broncos 16-14 to here. That's right, Bears in game-winning field goal. We don't hear that very often. Trubisky, a terrible day. 120 yards throwing in this game. Montgomery at 62 yards rushing and a touchdown. Allen Robinson, 4 for 41. Flacco, 292 yards and a touchdown in this game, including the game-winner. Uh, what we thought was the game-winner to Sanders. He also had the uh, two-point conversion to Emmanuel Sanders as well. Freeman, 54 yards rushing, 5 for 48 through the air. Lindsay, 36 yards rushing, four catches for 30 yards. Uh, Receiving. Emmanuel Sanders, 11 catches, 98 yards. Chiefs defeat the Raiders 28-10. Chiefs didn't score in the second half. All the points came in the first half, where Mahomes had four touchdown passes and 313 yards passing in that first half. For the game, however, Mahomes, 443 yards and four touchdowns. LaShawn McCoy, though, only 23 yards rushing in this game. Damian Williams, only eight yards rushing. Williams, though, did catch three balls of 48 yards. Nothing doing on the ground in this game. Robinson for the Chiefs, six catches, 172 yards and two scores. Kelsey, seven, 107 and one. Hardman, four. 61 and 1. Watkins 6 for 49 in this contest. Jacobs at 99 yards rushing for the Raiders here. Waller 6 for 63. Tyrell Williams 5 catches, 46 yards and a score. Ravens defeat the Cardinals 23 to 17 this afternoon. Lamar Jackson 272 yards and 2 touchdowns in this game. Also had 120 yards rushing. Another monster fantasy game for Jackson. Ingram only 47 yards on the ground. Kyler Murray also a big fantasy day. 349 yards through the air. David Johnson only 14 yards rushing. Does save his fantasy day though. However with a touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald, five catches for 104 yards. Texas defeat the Jaguars, 13-12. Jaguars also scored a late touchdown to make it 13-12 and decided to go for two to try and get the win, but Fournette stopped at the goal line. Jaguars lose. Watson, 159 yards passing in this game. Carlos Hyde at 90 yards, ru- 90 yards rushing. Not much new for Duke, Duke Johnson, though. Only 31 yards rushing and no receptions. Fournette had 47 yards on the ground. Four for 40 receiving. Chark, 755 and one. D.D. Westbrook, only one reception. Other big news today. Seahawks beat the Steelers 28-26, but Ben Roethlisberger had to leave the game two minutes before halftime due to an elbow injury. An elbow injury apparently he had been dealing with all week, and there is concern that this could be a significant injury. Russell Wilson, 300 yards passing in this game and three touchdowns. Lockett, 10 for 79. Vance McDonald had two touchdown receptions, two touchdowns on seven receptions. Smith Schuster, 5 for 84. Bills beat the Giants 28-14. Not much doing here for the New York Giants. Barkley did have 107 yards rushing and a touchdown. Beasley, four catch for 83 yards for your Buffalo Bills. Singletary, 57 yards rushing and a touchdown. He also had to leave the game with a hamstring injury. No word yet how late he might be out. Dallas beats Washington, 31-21. Dak Prescott, another big game with 269 yards passing and 69 yards rushing and three total touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott, 111 yards rushing and a score here. Cooper, 444-1. Adrian Peterson, 25 yards rushing for the Redskins and a touchdown. Lions beat the Chargers, 13-10. Matthew Stavitt, 245 yards and two touchdowns. Johnson, carry on Johnson, 41 yards rushing, 247-1 through the air. Galladay, eight catches for 117 yards and a score here. Rivers only had 293 yards passing and a touchdown. Eckler, 66 yards on the ground, 67 through the air on six catches. Keenan Allen, eight for 98. Coles defeat the Titans. Titans 19-17 here. Eric Ebron catches his first touchdown. Three catches for 25 yards and that score. 
Henry, 81 yards and a rushing score for the Titans in a losing effort here. Walker, Delaney Walker, 4 for 39. Patch, Patriots destroy with Dolphins, 43 to zip. Brady, 264 yards and two touchdowns. Antonio Brown, always came in the first half, four catches, 56 yards and a score. Josh Gordon, though, only two catches for 19 yards in this contest. Then the New England defense, if you started them in fantasy, they may lead you to victory, over 30 fantasy points. Packers defeat the Vikings, 21-16. Aaron Rodgers, 209 yards and two touchdowns in this contest. Devontae Adams, 7 for 106. Aaron Jones, 116 yards on the ground. Kirk Cousins only throws at 213 yards. Dalvin Cook, though, 154 yards on the ground. And the score here. Thielen, 4 for 62. Diggs, 145 and 1. 49ers crushed the Bengals, 41 17. Garoppolo, 297 yards and three touchdowns. Breda, 121 yards and a score here. Godwin. Goodwin, 377-1. In Major League Baseball, Mike Trout will undergo surgery later this week. He's out for the rest of the Major League Baseball season. I'm George Kirch. This has been your Fantasy Football Update. Up next, Pro Football Rewind with Kevin Walsh and David Matt, Davis Maddock. Hope we had a good week, too, everybody. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. In the end zone, it is caught for the win! With a walk-off touchdown! Pro Football in here on Pro Football Rewind. I'm Kevin Walsh alongside Davis Maddock. Here to recap everything from this early 1 o'clock games, 4 o'clock games here, Week 2 Sunday football. Uh, and Davis, before we get into the nitty-gritty, uh, the outlook, I would say, is uh, a tough day for the old guys. Drew Brees leaves with an injury. Big Ben leaves with an injury. Even Adam Vinatieri, it looked like he'd never go away, might actually be hanging it up uh, after another rough week too. Yeah, he uh, he couldn't make his extra points. So he said, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to you guys tomorrow, even though he wasn't scheduled for media availability. Just sort of a, a weird injury-filled day in the NFL. Uh, a lot of the gambling lines actually went sort of chalky. You know, New England with the massive cover. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the very public bets kind of did well. But, uh, you know, pretty, pretty brutal day in fantasy. No real, no real huge explosion days outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, right. Demarcus Robinson doing what everybody thought Sammy Watkins would do, but he refuses uh, to be consistent. Let me let me ask you, which team do you think is better if they have to be without their star quarterback uh, for a long period of time here, uh, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater filling in for Breeze or Mason Rudolph uh, filling in for the Steelers? Well, I, I definitely think it's the Saints because the Steelers are just not a good team, right? Yeah. They they have now looked horrible twice. They looked horrible against the Patriots, and they looked really bad at home to a Seahawks team that I don't think is particularly good. The Seahawks got challenged at home by the Cincinnati Bengals, who got boat raced by the San Francisco mm. 49ers. So, you know, I, I just don't I just don't think the Seahawks are very good. So I think the Steelers are in a, a world of hurt without uh, their all-pro quarterback. I, I think that's a great point, right? Even if, if if Big Ben is there, they might still be in for a world of hurt. He helped them nothing in, in that Sunday night game uh, against New England, and it's not like he was lighting things up while he was out there against Seattle. But a lot to get to here on Pro Football Rewind, and a lot, a lot to cover. One o'clock games, we'll start it off, then we'll hit the four o'clock games in hour number two, but make sure you keep it locked right here on Pro Football Rewind. <laughs> I'm a lyrical poet. Miami's on the scene, just in case you didn't know it. My town that created all the bass sound. Enough to shake and kick holes in the ground, cause my style's like a chemical. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40... 
your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. All right, we're back here. Pro Football Rewind, Kevin Walsh and Davis Maddox. So, Davis, uh, let's go right through it. Let's jump into that uh, Seahawks-Steelers game. Uh, Steelers opened uh, as three-and-a-half favorites. It went up to four. I saw some trends that suggested Pittsburgh should be able to cover that number, but uh, I was curious if it would apply because I think kind of what you were saying there, this Pittsburgh team is maybe uh, not what they have been in years past. Fantasy-wise, though, Big Ben is not the only injury leaving this game. James Conner left with a knee injury. He finished the day with 11 carries for 33 yards. Did get a touchdown to kind of save you there. He had four targets, good for three catches and 12 yards. What's your outlook right now uh, on the backfield in Pittsburgh? Well, definitely if you play in uh, a league where Jalen Samuels is not owned, he's going to be one of your big priority ads. But I also think that Benny Snell is going to be a pretty worthwhile ad in those formats as well. He got a carry in the first quarter before James Conner had even gotten banged up at all. And I think that he is a guy that the organization likes and seems like a more like-for-like replacement for James Conner, you know, kind of a good early down grinder. Jalen Samuels has never topped uh, 85 carries in his career. In fact, since he was in high school, he really is more of, you know, an H back, uh, you know, maybe the, the Tavon Austin web back style player uh, as we, as we like to say, to make fun of the old Cowboys regime. So Benny Snell for me is probably the big fantasy winner here. And the guy that I am going to be bidding on in uh, a lot of my leagues. Potentially a sleeper there for people in the passing game. Juju Smith-Schuster led them in targets uh, as well as yards. He had eight targets, uh, 84 yards, and five receptions. He was battling injury, uh, but I think still no questions there that he's the number one. The question I have for you, James Washington, what kind of boost would he get if Mason Rudolph is going to be the guy for an extended period of time because of their college connection? Yeah, they have, uh, they're, they're the old buddies. I, I would say it's probably a little bit more likely that Washington would start to play over Johnson. Sort of, a, sort of fortuitous timing for Mason Rudolph, though. He was actually looking like he was going to be the third-string quarterback like he was last year, and uh, the team got a fifth-round pick for Josh Jobs and, and shipped him off, so Mason Rudolph gets to play now. I, I would say Washington probably worthy of an ad right now. Had three targets in this game, and uh, you know Dante Moncrief only had one, although Ryan Switzer somehow had 
four targets, only <laughs> one reception for zero yards. I, I would say Washington probably becomes the third in line in the passing game here, kind of moving forward. How about Vance McDonald capitalizing on both Mason Rudolph touchdowns? He had an underwhelming, I would say, week one, but seven catches for 38 yards and two touchdowns at the tight end position. Anybody would take that. Is he somehow going to get a boost uh, from a Big Ben absence? I think the reason you could, you would maybe say maybe not a boost, but maybe his value would kind of stay the same is it seemed like uh, Mason Rudolph was more comfortable targeting Vance McDonald than he was Juju Smith-Schuster because it's a little bit harder for quarterbacks who are not as good as Ben Roethlisberger to target guys deeper down the field. So, you know, I, we think Smith-Schuster is really good, but it's just a little bit easier to throw targets six yards down the field to Vance McDonald. On the Seattle side of things, their backfield, I, I thought it would be muddy last year, but Carson broke out, and this year I was big on Chris Carson, and he was really nice week one. Uh, week two, a little bit down, 15 carries for 60 yards. In the passing game, he had three catches for 27 yards. Rashad Penny comes out looking like he had a pretty nice day because of the 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Was targeted once and caught that for three yards. But I don't think there's real cause for concern here. Really, Rashad Penny popped a big run, capitalized with a touchdown. Uh, Carson is still clearly this team's go-to running back. Yeah, like you said, Penny's touchdown came on. That, you know, not a broken play, but basically he got around the edge. The entire Steelers defense was going the wrong way. He broke one tackle and then kind of walked the rest of the way into the end zone, made his yards per carry look a little bit better, and made his final stat line look a little bit better. I've not been impressed with Rashad Penny through the first two games of the year. I know that he did score today. I, I would say the, the big thing about Chris Carson is that uh, I was actually encouraged by the fact that he again saw three targets today. This was something that Brian Schottenheimer talked about all offseason was, oh, you know, we, we want to target – uh, we want to target Chris Carson. We want to target the running backs in the past game more. Now, I didn't know if that was actually going to happen. But now with 10 targets through two games, I think we can say, okay, Chris Carson, regardless of, you know, is he scoring touchdowns or not, he's going to be involved in the passing game. And, and that's huge. Just being as a running back, knowing that you're going to get some work in the passing game is so big. Tyler Lockett still clearly this team's number one wide receiver, but DK Metcalf caught a touchdown here, had seven targets, only three catches, but 61 yards. He led them in yards last week, if I remember correctly, for 84 yards. How are you looking for Metcalf if you have to start him in leagues, uh, but also maybe a, a sneaky DFS play? Um, well, yeah, I mean, definitely pretty good for DFS. He's someone I would be interested in adding, though, I, I think. So basically what we've seen is at home when the Seahawks were leading, they just ran the ball. They ran a super slow-paced offense, but that was not the case when they were on the road. This was a game where they were trailing for part of it. This was a game where it was just overall sort of more competitive. And in a more competitive game when things were tighter, uh, Russell Wilson had more control of the game. 12 targets to Tyler Lockett, 7 to DK Metcalf, 5 to Will Disley, including two touchdowns that were like super tight window throws. Mm. Uh, I I would basically say Metcalf is a guy I would trade for because with with rookie wide receivers, you want to get them out there and you want to say, okay, can they play? Can they beat NFL press coverage? Can they, do they know the plays? Are, is the quarterback you know, not yelling at them? Are they not getting sent to the bench? And I think all of those things with Metcalf are pretty clearly true. Wilson trusts him. He's not getting sent to the bench. Like He knows what he's supposed to be doing out there, and that's so big with rookie wide receivers. One note for the, for me from this game is I think I might start to look to play Steeler games over. A, a lot of fourth quarter points here, second half points really got this game over the number. But this defense looks poor, and I think that Mason Rudolph, that quarterback, might think that uh, with the drop-off, maybe there's going to be shots that they're not able to score. He's got a big arm. I think they're going to just try and make a lot of deep shots downfield. They play the Niners next week. Uh, Again, we don't know what that total will be, uh, but would you agree that the Steelers might be a team that you start to try and bet some overs in? Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you. And In general, they are good for overs anyways because – I Big Ben sort of uh, the whole organization just kind of doesn't turn things on until they're back or against the wall. And those <laughs> those just feature games with a lot of passing attempts. So uh, a good Steelers over when it's not a divisional game, I, I really love. 
So uh, let's transition then to to the Niners game here. They absolutely blew the doors off the Cincinnati Bengals, forty one to seventeen. Uh, the Bengals ended up; it opened, I think, as pretty much a pick 'em. Bengals went on to be one two point favorites. Uh, maybe that was the wrong way there. Uh, I don't know how close that game with Seattle was influencing people, but Niners come away looking like clearly the better football team. Garoppolo throws three touchdowns. Uh, the run game gets two rushing touchdowns from Jeff Wilson. Really, it's a lot of. Nothing's very clear from what I'm seeing, at least as I look through the box score. Let's start with the rushing game. Matt Breda, 12 carries, 121 yards. Raheem Mozart, 13 carries for 83 yards. And then Jeff Wilson uh, goes 10 carries for 34 yards, but snags two touchdowns. What am I doing with this backfield? Uh, Well, I mean, Breda is pretty clearly to me the lead back. Mozart is complimentary. Jeff Wilson it was very, very annoying. As someone who has Matt Breida in a lot of leagues, it was very annoying when Jeff Wilson got the first goal line touchdown mm. because that was Breida's drive. And Mostert had a long touchdown in the receiving game. Uh, I believe it was a 49-yarder. That mm. was, again, on Breida's drive. I, I actually think despite the uh, yards per carry for Mostert and the yards per reception, I actually think Breida played the best out of all of these guys. And I think that the normal split most weeks is going to be 60-40 Breida Mostert until Tevin Coleman gets back. And then Jeff Wilson is going to be, you know, the 10% guy, the cleanup guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would actually be encouraged by this result from Breida and would, you know, consider trying to acquire him in more formats. I think that that's a good point, right? If you're still confident in Breda, an owner of him could be really annoyed uh, that the other running backs were able to come away with touchdowns. For him to be still, still be able to put up 121 yards on just 12 carries uh, is incredibly impressive. What about the receiving game in San Francisco? Uh, Debo Samuel with a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin with a touchdown. You mentioned the, the Moser touchdown there. Uh, Dante Pettis looks like a completely lost cause. How confident are you in, in anybody outside of George Kittle uh, as far as receivers go for San Fran? Pretty confident in Marquise Goodwin. As long as he keeps playing all these snaps, he kind of just has a track record of being a good deep threat. Most weeks when you start him, you know you're going to get, you know, like he certainly has a decent chance of only getting you five or six, but you know he has a much greater upside of getting you 15 to 20 than some of the other guys who he would be like ranked next to. So like, for example, uh, like, you know, like a Geronimo Allison or like Mm. a Cole Beasley type, you, you just think, okay, Goodwin's way better than those guys. When we come back, we'll look at the Bengals side of things along with all the other one o'clock games right here on Pro Football Rewind. So make sure you keep it locked. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. It provides protection from the sun's harmful rays and can keep your patio about 20 degrees cooler. Call 800-869-4993 now and you can get your Sunsetter for as little as $599 with your special $200 discount certificate. Call 800-869-4993 now for your discount certificate and you'll also get a free awning idea kit. Call 800-869-4993. That's 800-869-4993. and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry, are looking for career-minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. 
The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's Trial Participant Pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. All right, Pro Football Rewind, Kevin Walsh, Davis Maddock. Before we get back into the Bengals, I want to let you guys know that last Sunday, Daily Roto's own Drew Dinkmeyer took down $100,000 in a DFS tournament on FanDuel. FanDuel setting his lineup using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. This past Thursday, Daily Roto's Colin Drew $100,000 in DraftKings tournament using the very same method. So what are you waiting for? Get in on the action with seven Daily Roto customers having now already won a million dollars in FanDuel and DraftKings tournaments and countless registered users winning thousands on a weekly basis, you cannot afford to be putting in a DFS lineup without the value add. If you are playing DFS and not using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, you are doing it wrong. So sign up right now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That is promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Question for you, Davis, with this Bengals team. Not much Joe Mixon. I feel like a lot of that is the injury. You can let me know if I'm wrong there. The thing that pops to me is John Ross, especially uh, for those probably playing DFS, but if you also have to start him. Last week, had a huge week. I thought it might be a fluke. He comes back, another touchdown, another 100-yard receiving game. Uh, Does John Ross actually have sticking power uh, right now for fantasy players? Oh, he totally does, mostly because Man, this team is just going to throw. They were trailing for a lot of this game, but not, you know, to absurd degrees. They threw 42 passing attempts. Joe Mixon ran 11 times, and Giovanni Bernard ran six times. So that means they had a 17 to 42 uh, run to pass ratio. Tyler Boyd had 10 targets, caught all of them. John Ross had eight targets, and then a bunch of other dudes had between three and five targets. So uh, the biggest thing to note about this team is that they've just changed the way that they have played for the last 15 years under Marvin Lewis, and they hired Zach Taylor, and they're completely integrating his system, which is, uh, you know, they're spreading a lot, they're throwing the ball a lot, they're just sort of embracing this new wave of how football is being played at the professional level, and you want players in that offense. You know, I would want to have Tyler Boyd right now, I would want to have John Ross right now. I would want to have Tyler Eifert right now because these are guys who are going to benefit from offenses that are being called in an optimal way. Then should I? maybe I should be more concerned uh, about Joe Mixon. Only 11 carries, 17 yards uh, on the ground in the receiving game, three catches uh, on five targets for 10 yards. If the identity is different, uh, then is Joe Mixon going to be even shaky to start week to week? Well, in general, you just have to be worried about guys who get hurt, uh, especially at the running back position. Guys who get their ankles hurt, uh, you know, that's just not, it's not going to be a great situation for them. I, I would say Mixon is a fine pass catcher. You know, I don't think that he is bad in that role. I don't think that they're going to pull him off the field for Giovanni Bernard a whole ton. So as long as he's on the field and as long as we, you know, uh, you know, he's got another week to get healthy now, uh, I, I don't think you have to be worried. The biggest thing you'd have to be worried about is just that the team's not very good. So his scoring opportunities are going to be kind of limited. All right, we're going to keep moving through these 1 o'clock games. I'll probably divide the 1 o'clocks and 4, o'clock, uh, four o'clocks a little bit better than the NFL did because we had 10 1 o'clock games and only 3 4 o'clock. So uh, we'll still hit some of these uh, in hour number two. But the next game I want to go to is Lions-Chargers. Now, this is a game that very, very much so upset me, Davis, because uh, I'm someone who bet the Lions under on their win total after they got a tie against the Cardinals. Uh, and then I looked at their next six. Uh, I thought I might as well cash that ticket now. Uh, they come back and get a win against the Chargers. Before we get into a fan, perspective from a betting perspective uh, are the Lions maybe better than I thought or do the Chargers just love to lose games that they have no business losing oh the chart that it's definitely not that the Lions are good the Chargers <laughs> just love to lose games they love to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory they had this game <laughs> 
wrapped up. Uh, I actually think that off the, the play call that they had uh, where Austin Eckler tried to leap over the offensive line again and fumbled, mm. uh, like just, just calling that play for the second time after you've already got it, you've alerted the defense to the fact that that's something you want to do. Uh, it just, it just really is sort of, you know, suboptimal uh, game theory, right? And, and those are the sorts of things you just can't do if you want to be a winning team, especially a winning team on the road, which is kind of what's actually always haunted the Chargers. They've been one of the worst road teams in the NFL, kind of even over all of Phillip Rivers' career. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned the fumble, two missed field goals, uh, and then a bad pick to end it by Rivers. Like They... They had every business to win this football game, and they just refused to do so. But you mentioned Austin Eckler, and another good game for him despite the fumble. Uh, He had another touchdown on the ground with 66 yards on 17 carries and through the air. Six times he was targeted, caught all six for 67 yards. Uh, It looks like no matter what, as long as Melvin Gordon is not there, Austin Eckler is a must-start week in, week out. Yeah, I mean, I would probably, in my rest of season rankings on rotoexperts.com, I'm pretty sure I have him as the running back eight for the rest of the year in fantasy. Now, the one thing that obviously is going to not be that fun about owning him is that when Melvin Gordon does eventually come back at at whatever point that is, I'm assuming it's probably going to be week eight, week nine, you know, kind of right in that range, Mm. uh, then then you're not going to be having a very good time. That's going to be a kind of brutal situation. But for right now, I I mean, who would you rather have right now, Austin Eckler or Todd Gurley? You take Eckler 10 times out of 10. You, yeah. you, Gurley would be on your bench for Austin Eckler right now. Even even someone we just mentioned, like Joe Mixon, if someone offered you Eckler for Mixon straight up with the fear that Melvin Gordon is going to come back, I think you might still roll Eckler in that scenario. Is that a bridge too far? No, no. I mean, Eckler, Eckler is, you know, one of the better receiving backs in the NFL. Mike Williams is struggling with injury. Uh, you know, kind of don't know how that's going to work out. Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, the report said four to six weeks. I'm going to say that's probably pretty optimistic. So I could see a situation where Eckler and, you know, Gordon comes back and Eckler still is, you know, their third or fourth most involved player on offense. Quickly in the receiving game, Keenan Allen, clearly this team's number one, targeted 15 times, eight grabs, 98 yards. He had a huge day. How do you feel about Mike Williams, though? Uh, was questionable to play. They ended up saying they'd only use him uh, in red zone opportunities. He did get a red zone target, had a big 47-yard catch uh, to get him up to 83 total yards and, and three receptions. Uh, if they were willing to trot him out there, even not at 100%, uh, if you are a Mike Williams owner, how should you be feeling? All of his targets were, were the exact targets you want your wide receivers to get. They were bombs or they were in the end zone. So if I, and I do own Mike Williams in a couple leagues, uh, you know, leagues where DJ Moore got, uh, you know, stolen right out from underneath me. Uh, I would take Mike Williams in the fifth round a lot of the time. And I, would, I feel pretty good about it. The, the knee injury is not optimal, especially considering his history with injury, which for those of you who don't know much about Mike Williams, the dude has fought through like a crazy amount of injuries to be able to play in the NFL. Uh, but I, I would feel good. I, I'm pretty encouraged by the fact that Keenan Allen is just not ever going to be a dominant red zone wide receiver. And with Hunter Henry out, that should be Mike Williams's job. On the Lions side of things, there's actually a couple things that really, really intrigue me. Let me start with TJ Hawkinson. Huge week one. Responds with one catch, seven yards, three targets. Is this a scenario where everybody's going to want to start tight ends against the Cardinals? I know Mark Andrews had a big game. We'll get into that. Um, And Hawkinson was more of a fluke. Or were the Chargers good at covering him? How do you feel about Hawkinson? Just start all your players against Arizona. Start your running back, start your backup running back, start your wide receivers, start your tight ends, start your quarterbacks. And it's not even a negative commentary so much about Arizona. It's just, well, their defense is horrible, but it's just that the opposing offense is on the field either, you know, so like they can go three and out in 15 seconds. If they, if they pass on first down, pass on second down, pass on third down and punt, it's just like, it's like they were barely ever out there. And then your offense is out there again. The Ravens ran, uh, I, I believe it was 75 plays on offense today and that was including a final drive with three kneel downs so yeah i think with tj hawkins it's just a case of he played this horrible defense that uh, allowed the lines i mean the lines that's going to be the most plays they ran all year was that week one game against arizona let me ask you about kenny galladay I, i looked at his week one performance and for me it raised a bit of a red flag to see both hawkinson and i think it was amandola as well targeted more than him i was wondering is this someone whose day was saved by a touchdown he bounced back in a huge way 10 targets touchdown eight grabs and 117 yards uh were there any concerns with you with galladay and if so are they completely put to bed 
Uh, I was never really that worried about him because I think, you know, Marvin Jones, pretty average player at this stage of his career. Danny Amendola, extremely average player at this stage of his career. TJ Hawkinson, a ton of potential, but probably not ready for 100 targets yet as a rookie. They cut Theo Riddick. I don't think J.D. McKissick is taking a ton of targets. So even on a team that we might say, you know, you might throw only 510 passes over the rest of the year Mm. i still think that you know galladay can project for 120 to 140 targets over 16 games pretty easy and we think he's a really efficient player who should be really good in the red zone which is exactly what he did today so i I, no concerns about him you know in the past or moving forward before we move on to vikings packers carry on johnson week one i thought it was concerning and i think week two here uh kind of a broken screenplay 36 yard receiving touchdown to my in my estimation saved his day uh from being back-to-back pretty poor weeks concerned with carry on johnson moving forward yeah i would try and trade him right now there's definitely someone in your fantasy football league who thinks carry on johnson isn't splitting work who you know doesn't know that cj anderson plays a lot who doesn't know that jd mckissick is on the roster and you know they, they just like they like carry on johnson they saw he had he did have uh his touchdown in this game was phenomenal and it was an example of what he can do when he gets the ball but the lions just don't run that many plays on offense and aren't going to be that great and you know it's just pretty simple we don't want to own fantasy players on rosters like that yeah, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. If I, I don't own it, carry on Johnson because I was a little concerned coming in. But if I did, I agree with you. I would try and shop him. I, we're approaching a break, but I want to quickly bring in this Packers-Vikings game. The Vikings are a team that I have a lot of questions about because they threw the ball only 10 times week one, and it's 2019, and I don't know how you can possibly uh, find that to be the approach. Uh, this is another rivalry game here that went under the number. Do you feel like any Minnesota Vikings game, the under is the likely play? Well, right, because if, if, if they get their way, if Minnesota gets their way, they are going to run the ball a ton. Uh, the fact that Kirk Cousins threw 32 passing attempts probably makes Mike Zimmer furious. He, he probably, <laughs> you know, he would much rather have Dalvin Cook with 30 carries than Kirk Cousins with 30 passing attempts. Sort of interesting that Diggs had this wildly inefficient game, seven targets, only one reception. Luckily, it was for a long touchdown. Uh, well, luckily for the Diggs owners. And then Thielen, you know, just classic eight targets, 75 yards. But totally agree with you. Unders, especially in divisional games, of course, got to like them. Dalvin Cook still somehow managed 20 carries in a game that they were down 21 nothing. We'll talk about this game and all the other 1 o'clock games right here on Pro Football Rewind. Make sure you keep it locked right here. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes ear congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here, Pro Football Rewind. Kevin Walsh and Davis Maddock. We left off talking about the Vikings and the Packers, and you were kind of getting uh, into it there with their receiving game. Thielen, eight targets, uh, five grabs, 75 yards. Uh, that's a fine enough day. Stefan Diggs almost gave people a zero. He was targeted seven times, but he only had one catch for 49 yards, but it was a touchdown day. Is it time to panic? on having either Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen because if Zimmer had it his way, they would throw the ball. It would pretty much be what happened week one. Ten times they threw the ball in week one. Is it time to panic? Diggs had a respectable enough day to where perhaps a buyer won't see the concern that you see, or are you not worried uh, about Diggs or Thielen? Well, really, I would just say, I, I don't know if it's time to panic. It's just, this is just kind of what is to be expected, right? We we just thought that the Vikings, when they hired Kevin Stavansky and they fired John Filippo, they just, they wanted to run the ball more. Kevin Stavansky was a guy who's worked for the Vikings organization for 20 years. Uh, they don't want, they don't want more outside voices. They, they wanted a company soldier and that's what they got. They got a team that is going to run the ball and try and play, uh, you know, really good defense. And that's, that's the organizational philosophy. So in games like this, where the Vikings are tested, uh, you know, you're going to have usable fantasy days from Thielen and Diggs and in games where they are not tested, you know, when, when the Detroit Lions come to play the Vikings in Minnesota, you know, that, that team, they might throw 15 passes in that game. And that's just kind of, I, I don't think you can trade them. I don't think that you would get anything close to fair value for Thielen or Diggs right now. And I think you kind of just have to live with that. Uh, that's that's just where it's so tough, right? Because you, if you do have them on your team, you spent a high enough draft pick where if there's a matchup and the Vikings look like they should blow somebody out, I have to bench Stefan Diggs. I have to, bench Adam Thielen you probably can't but then you're starting him and they're maybe only going to give you a, a six-point day uh, that's where it, it can become difficult but I understand what you're saying uh, it, I don't know if you'll even get the value to where it makes any sense uh, in terms of the Packers so far they've been kind to betters uh, they got you an underdog upset uh, in week one today they cover the three points I do feel like they've kind of been weird games though, right? Like the Packers up 21 nothing here uh, and then they only end up winning by five. I do think they're the best team in the NFC North, but how confident do you feel uh, in this team moving forward, uh, covering spreads, maybe uh, pulling some uh, underdog upsets, uh, if you will? The defense looks great. Look, next week they're going to uh, they're gonna play the Denver Broncos. They, they'll probably be closer to touchdown favorites do you think that they would be able to handle business do you have a good read on them after uh two weeks no i'm not i'm i would definitely not be betting the packers as anything more than three or three and a half point favorites right now i wouldn't bet them as touchdown favorites against maybe anyone other than miami you know aaron Rodgers just doesn't look that good uh aaron jones you know very very okay on the ground but certainly nothing you know you're you're not saying he's gonna swing things for an nfl team or anything like that and even that game against chicago chicago had absolutely nothing on offense they had no firepower they had nothing to give and green bay green bay beat them in an extremely unconvincing manner and i think Mm. that's just the team that they are now i think they are an unconvincingly fine nfl team you know nowhere close to uh super bowl contenders you know, that's that's really interesting because I've started to feel like they are Super Bowl contenders because of the defense, and I still trust Rodgers. But through two weeks, I'm I'm just wondering what the situation is, right? Week one, he had the second quarter. He was like 10 for 10, threw a touchdown. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. Outside of that, 
pretty much awful. In this game, he started, I think it was seven for seven, threw a touchdown. He started out really hot and then just disappeared. They didn't score any points in the second half. Is he adjusting to the new offense and he's kind of finding his spots where he's in a groove and eventually it will pick up? Or is Aaron Rodgers never going to return to form? No, I I think you hit on it, right? Aaron Rodgers is a guy who can make some incredible throws. He can keep plays alive. He's really one of the best quarterbacks that the NFL has ever seen in terms of free plays. He's just very calculating, and he knows what to do in those situations. But he can't do it every play. He can't do it every quarter. And he certainly, I don't think right now, can do it for four quarters. Now, maybe, uh, you know, sort of like Cam Newton, his conditioning is not great right now, Mm. and his conditioning will get better. Uh, he de- he asked Aaron Rodgers has had some great games in cold weather and has used that Lambeau home field advantage to his advantage in the past. So I don't I don't want to put it, you know nails in their coffin yet, but I would say as of right now, I don't think that this team is you know even one of the three best teams in their conference. Wow, that 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 is that is pretty interesting. But I totally understand uh, the logic there. L- let's let's look at the running backs. Uh, I, the early touchdown, Jamal Williams receiving touchdown. I think for Aaron Jones' owner, probably start to got pretty nervous because he wasn't that great for you in Week One. He ended up having an awesome, awesome game: twenty three carries, one hundred and sixteen yards, and a touchdown. And in fact, he had more targets than Jamal Williams. Uh, more catches, more yards. Four receptions on six targets for thirty four yards. Fantasy owner Aaron Jones feeling pretty confident, I would think, after this Vikings game? Yeah, and I mean, I think this is the perfect game where Aaron Jones is going to do well. They got up to a big lead early, and Jamal Williams had already gotten a touchdown, so they were definitely like, okay, Aaron, we're going to get you all the work because you're our dude, and we you know, we want you to be motivated. We want you to, uh, to get into a rhythm. I, I will say that Jamal Williams' touchdown was pretty interesting. Jones was actually on the field for that, and they were in mm. like a split back, kind of like a, a fake pistol. Mm. And uh, Jones was actually blocking for Williams on that play. I just thought it was a really cool play design. But uh, I actually, if I had Aaron Jones, he would be someone that I would sort of be thinking about selling high on. This is maybe going to be one of the better games of the season. I just don't think Green Bay is going to be leading by 21 points all of that often. So I don't know how many 21 carry games are in Aaron Jones's future. And I bet you could get someone like Amari Cooper, uh, Mike Evans, like wide receivers who were drafted well ahead of him right now. In terms of this receiving game for Green Bay, Devontae Adams uh, bounced back from a game where pretty much everybody was down uh, in that Thursday night game. Seven grabs on nine targets, 106 yards. The interesting thing for Green Bay, I think, uh, during the draft season, and I think it's going to continue probably all year, is Geronimo Allison or MVS. And this week it was Allison. Four grabs, 25 yards, and a touchdown. MVS still had more targets by one, uh, but only three catches and 19 yards. Do you feel confident starting either of these guys or is it maybe just uh, hope for some value with a DFS play? Oh, I definitely feel, well, confident maybe is sort of uh, a, a big word. I feel fine when I have to start Marquez Valdez scaling. I started him in uh, one of my high stakes fantasy football league teams in the FFPC last week, started John Brown over him this week. But I think that's sort of like a weekly decision. I didn't really like the matchup. I, I'm going to like, MVS probably more in those road games where I know that, uh, you know, 50 Aaron Rodgers pass attempts are incoming. Uh, Mm. I will say Allison, Allison sort of, uh, you know, brought himself back from the fantasy dead in this game, basically, because he, you know, I, I just sort of thought he was kind of nothingness after that Bears game. He had no targets. I don't blame you. Uh, I actually, I remember I played a prop on him to score a touchdown. I thought maybe he could have a little bit of an advantage uh, in the slot, and he had no targets. But, you know, he gets a touchdown this week, uh, a week late on that one. We'll move on to Colts-Titans. Colts get the upset. I actually played the Colts' money line. I, I thought that they might still be the better team, and the Titans, it could be an overreaction to their 30-point upset uh, of the Browns. Just the initial result, did it surprise you to see the Colts come away with the victory? No, the the Titans suck. No, no one, no one should believe in the Titans. The the Titans are, you know, just the most boring, mediocre team ever. They probably, you know, they could probably go nine and seven like they had the last three years, and none of their games would be memorable or inspiring. You know, they 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 absolutely smoked uh, the the Browns last week, and and no, and already no one cares because they just play boring football. It's it's just not, you know, that's the Marcus Mario to Titans. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I, I really, 
as much as that Browns game was a disaster, I think we'll look back on that when it's like week 15. I'm like, how did that happen, right? Survivor pool people will be like, I cannot believe that I lost because the Titans absolutely housed the Browns uh, in week one. When we dive into the box score, Jacoby Brissett, three touchdowns uh, in this game, only 146 yards, uh, add 25 yards on the ground. Is Jacoby Brissett, like, I mean, it depends how deep your league is, right? It's probably two quarterback leagues, but is this someone that maybe a DFS long shot, uh, Jacoby Brissett? He's pretty good, right? Like, I, I think that he is a reasonable quarterback. I like his mobility. Uh, I think he has a really good connection with T.Y. Hilton, you know, and, and T.Y. Hilton is just a great wide receiver. So I guess that's not really saying so much. But I, I, I think that a lot of people who were expecting the Colts to be a lot worse with Jacoby Brissett probably didn't pay attention to how badly coached that 2017 mm. team was. Uh, that, that was one of the worst coach teams I've ever seen that last year uh, of that coaching staff in Indianapolis. And I think Frank Reich is a huge upgrade. And Andrew Luck, I mean, people don't want to hear this. His 7.2 career yards per pass attempt is the exact same as Andy Dalton. So I, I you know, I, I just don't think that the downgrade to Brissett was that massive. You know, it is interesting. I was lower on the Colts when Luck was supposed to be the starter. So when it switched to Brissett, uh, it wasn't going to make me higher on them. But they, they still look like there is a, a lot of talent uh, on this roster, competitive with the Chargers week one, and they get a nice win here. What do you make of Marlon Mack's 51-yard uh, performance? If someone sees that Jordan Wilkins uh, had a better day in terms of yards, a lot of that maybe has to do with the 55-yard long run uh, that he Popped. He still had 20 carries. Marlon Mack had three targets, two catches, 12 yards. Uh, are we going to chalk it up to a Titans defense that thus far looks pretty good? Mm, I, I will say that just running backs in general of Marlon Mack's ilk, which is, you know, guys who, who run the ball a lot are not super involved in the passing game and need touchdowns to be relevant for fantasy football. That's just going to be a guy that is going to have weeks like this. You're, you're just going to have weeks where you only get 40 yards rushing. We saw it with Josh Jacobs today. Huge, huge week last week. Only got you nine fantasy points in a standard league this mm. week because he only got 90 rushing yards and, and just, you know, didn't was not involved in the passing game at all. And it's just it's just one of those situations where if you're not the bell cow uh, and you're the guy who plays the early downs and not the passing downs, you're just going to have weeks like that. T.Y. Hilton comes away with a touchdown, targeted six times, most on the team, four catches, 43 yards. It looks like his fantasy value is safe enough with Brissett at quarterback. In terms of Eric Ebron, if I'm not mistaken, had the touchdown call back last week, uh, was able to get one this week. Ebron, a lot of people were excited about him when Luck was going to be the quarterback. Uh, Are you starting to think that him and Brissett are going to link up and he can be a top 10 tight end uh, for the whole season? No, no, I'm not. I'm not in. I will. Any tight end with a pulse is fine in fantasy, but I, <laughs> Eric Ebron is not a guy that I want on my teams. For example, if we're talking about, uh, you know, disappointing uh, former top draft picks, I, I think at this point I would actually probably even rather have Tyler Eifert on my fantasy teams mm. than Eric Ebron because Eifert, Eifert is playing only high value snaps. He's only out there in the red zone and only out there in obvious passing situations. He's never blocking. And he's really involved. Uh, he only had three receptions today, but was more involved that first week. I, I think Eifert actually is going to have like a pretty good fantasy year as long as he's healthy. For the Titans, Derrick Henry had another good fantasy game. 15 carries, 81 yards. He averaged 5.4 uh, per carry and, and had a touchdown as well. Uh, he was able to catch two passes uh, on three targets for 12 yards. Uh, I guess Deion Lewis is completely done for this team. And uh, is Derrick Henry maybe one of the safer plays uh, week in, week out? Well, we got we to gotta see what happens when we get into a game where Tennessee is down 15 point. points, right? Because point. we, just, we just haven't got there yet. And uh, I feel pretty good about the idea that the Titans win. I think the Titans actually, you know, we get, we kind of can make a parallel to the Vikings, right? Where they don't want to expose their quarterback much. They would much rather have Derrick Henry with 15 carries than they would D.L. Lewis with eight targets. But they're going to be in some games where that just is what happens. D.L. Lewis is going to have to get those targets. Marcus Mariota is going to have to throw. And Derrick Henry is, you know, he's not a great pass blocker. He's really not a good pass catcher. So I, I think our time for Dion Lewis is yet to come. Before we hit this break, let's declare it right now, quickly, in about 30 seconds. Is it time to move on from Corey Davis? Is it, is it completely done? 
Yeah, you you can drop him. You can get rid of him. That's just you know. I, and I love Corey Davis. I think he's I think he's a great player. Uh, I think that he probably is going to have a, a good second team. But uh, yeah, just five targets and twenty. You know, what, what what can you do? It was better than the zero spot from week one. All right, we're going to keep it moving here on Pro Football Rewind. Keep it locked, Kevin Walsh, Davis Maddock. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes ear congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016. European Long Drive Tour Champion 2017 World Number One Me personally I keep my game face on me all the time Especially coming out of the bunker Leaving the range Or even leaving the course What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. What we gonna do right here is go back. Here's what you missed on Pro Football Rewind. Way back. Uh, Steelers opened uh, as three and a half favorites. It went up to four. I saw some trends that suggested Pittsburgh should be able to cover that number, but uh, I was curious if it would apply because I think kind of what you were saying there, this Pittsburgh team is maybe uh, not what they have been in years past. Fantasy-wise, though, Big Ben is not the only injury leaving this game. James Conner left with a knee injury. He finished the day with 11 carries for 33 yards, did get a touchdown to kind of save you there. He had four targets, good for three catches and 12 yards. What's your outlook right now uh, on the backfield in Pittsburgh? Well, definitely if you play in a league where Jalen Samuels is not owned, he's going to be one of your big priority ads. But I also think that Benny Snell is going to be a pretty worthwhile ad in those formats as well. He got a carry in the first quarter before James Conner had even gotten banged up at all. And I think that he is a guy that the organization likes and seems like a more like-for-like replacement for James Conner, you know, kind of a good early down grinder. Jalen Samuels has never topped uh, 85 carries in his career. In fact, since he was in high school, he really is more more of, you know, an H-back, uh, you know, maybe the, the Tavon Austin web back style player, uh, as we as we like to say, to make fun of the old Cowboys regime. So Benny Snell, for me, is probably the big fantasy winner here and the guy that I am going to be bidding on in uh, a lot of my leagues. 
Potentially a sleeper there for people in the passing game. Juju Smith-Schuster led them in targets uh, as well as yards. He had eight targets, uh, 84 yards, and five receptions. He was battling injury, uh, but I think still no questions there that he's the number one. The question I have for you, James Washington, what kind of boost would he get if Mason Rudolph is going to be the guy for an extended period of time because of their college connection? Yeah, they have, uh, they're, they're the old buddies. I, I would say it's probably a little bit more likely that Washington would start to play over Johnson. Sort of a, sort of fortuitous timing for Mason Rudolph, though. He was actually looking like he was going to be the third-string quarterback like he was last year, and uh, the team got a fifth-round pick for Josh Jobs and, and shipped him off, so Mason Rudolph gets to play now. I, I would say Washington probably worthy of an ad right now. Had three targets in this game, and uh, you know, Dante Moncrief only had one, although Ryan Switzer somehow had four targets, only one reception for zero yards. I, I would say Washington probably becomes the third in line in the passing game here, kind of moving forward. How about Vance McDonald capitalizing on both Mason Rudolph touchdowns? He had an underwhelming, I would say, week one, but seven catches for 38 yards and two touchdowns at the tight end position. Anybody would take that. Is he somehow going to get a boost uh, from a Big Ben absence? I think the reason you could you would maybe say maybe not a boost, but maybe his value would kind of stay the same is it seemed like uh, Mason Rudolph was more comfortable targeting Vance McDonald than he was Juju Smith-Schuster because it's a little bit harder for quarterbacks who are not as good as Ben Roethlisberger to target guys deeper down the field. So, you know, I, we think Smith-Schuster is really good, but it's just a little bit easier to throw targets six yards down the field to Vance McDonald. 